everyone, and welcome once again to the Over Manga Cast. My name is Sam, and uh, we are in the second week of No Read November. So uh, we didn't read anything, but we did watch the Bleach movie. Uh, and as always, we like to uh, begin with our familiarity of the franchise. Uh, you know what? I usually start this, but hey, Jay, what do you know about Bleach? Sure. So. <laughs> I am the resident uh, Bleach lover of the podcast. I have watched the uh, entire, well, anime. Um, I think up to, I've only watched it. I've only read a few volumes, so I'm not a manga expert. I know, boo. Um, but I watched all the anime and I've watched, I want to say the last four Bleach movies. So, right, animated movies, not mm-hmm. live yeah. action. This is the first live action one you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, uh, I don't think I've read any of the manga and I watched up until the Soul Society arc began, I think. And then I kind of lost track of the anime. And that was like a long time ago. So <laughs> I, I was like, I remember, I think, every primary character's name. And then I was proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob, how about you? Um, honestly. Uh, honestly, my uh, biggest exposure to Bleach has been uh, Burn the Witch. Uh, <laughs> I um, I remember when it was first coming out, I saw ads for it. And I'm like, that looks up my alley. And I remember catching a couple of episodes, but um, never really got into it. So uh, this is my first exposure to seeing the plot in a coherent sense, as opposed to piecemeal random episodes. All right. And Matt. Uh, yeah, I watched the Bleach anime like up till Waco Mundo. But to take this question in a completely different direction, uh, about five minutes into this movie, I realized I'd seen it before with Jay and had completely forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a, a bit of a mixed bag, we'll say uh, we start off the episode. Uh, in a rather somber note with uh, a young boy and his mother uh, walking hand in hand down a road on a rainy day. And the young boy gets splashed by a passing car. And uh, it was at this point where I started getting feelings of dread remembering the first FMA live action movie. <laughs> you know, we can't have a pro tag, have a happy relationship with his mother. Yeah, it just the- can't happen. It's prohibited. They're being all cute. She's uh, wiping the like mud off of him. She's like, why don't you stand on the other side of me? And she's and he's like, no, I'm going to stand on this side so I can protect you. But can I hold your hand? Oh, of course you can, my little hero. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, to be fair, to be fair, Ichigo's mom does have like about two and a half times amount of screen time as Trisha Elric did. She, <laughs> had, she has more of a personality than um, dead mom ponytail. That already sets her well above uh, live action Trisha Elric. Mm-hmm. Yep. She does uh, quickly meet her fate when Ichigo sees a uh, young girl standing at the edge of the river without an umbrella in the pouring rain. And being the kind soul that he is, he goes to lend his umbrella to her. And the little girl turns around scarily. And then Mrs. Kurosaki is dead. So I, I I was a bit confused at that point, but uh, <laughs> sure, dead mom, let's go. The first like five minutes of this movie and then a little bit the rest of it really does want to convince you this is a horror movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
they do all the classic uh japanese horror movie shots of like like long shots of like someone just standing in the rain the horror turnarounds yeah and i mean like the the opening credits also kind of uh try to set this up as a more uh serious movie then after we get the title hard cut to anime ham Thank goodness. <laughs> this movie would have been an abject failure if it tried to maintain that tone consistently. Thank goodness it went in the fun direction. Yeah. So, because after some somber uh, opening credits, uh, we cut to a much older Ichigo beating the piss out of some thugs because they disrespected a memorial. Way those young delinquents. <laughs> I mean, it's always a 50 50 with like protagonist anime or manga protagonists. They either are like the bad boy who just likes to rough stuff up because he's dealing with teenage angst or he channels that angst in a semi like morally defensible like way and be like, you guys are just disrespecting your elders. You're disrespecting the dead. You're being so disrespectful. And that therefore justifies me beating the crap out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And uh, while the tone whiplash did have me rolling for a bit, uh, once I got into it, I I really enjoyed this scene. Uh, See, I, I really think that the tone whiplash is on purpose because, like, it's very much the case where uh, there's, like, a lot of, like, sincere emotional moments in this movie. So it kind of has to say, we're taking this internally pretty seriously. But then it's like, but it's still a fun, wacky anime movie. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to be morose because we're not going to bore you. Considering the uh, the design of the swords that happens later, if this movie tried to go full serious, it would not have worked. <laughs> I, I feel like the tone whiplash maybe isn't entirely purposeful. I think there's probably some development for this movie that it flip-flopped between how it wanted to do. And I feel like the first couple, like the first chunk of this movie feels so drastically different than the rest. I feel like that's from an earlier bit that kind of then just goes into, well, no, let's just make it super anime. Because Ichigo is on the border of how anime hair it wants to be. It then gets ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, because it it has the like freeze frame. Ichigo Kurosaki, orange hair, brown eyes, special ability. He can see ghosts. Whoa. Yeah, here's the thing. All of that is like post-processed, like text on screen. You do Mm -hmm. that in editing. Yeah. It's very um, Scott Pilgrim, the movie, if you know that. Like that's. Yeah, I feel like to some extent there may have been a like a conflagration of they realized that this giant sword doesn't look bad, but it sure does look goofy. Maybe we tone down the serious and the script a little bit combined with the actor's performance. And like a lot of the performances were really top tier, but they were far more anime than they were drama. It, It means that it's grounded in a world where the serious scenes make sense, but also it doesn't take itself too seriously in a meta perspective. I feel I feel like the the tone was pretty uh, well handled, considering how hard it is to do tone in anime movies. Mm -hmm. When you consider how low the bar normally is, the fact that it was cleared so comfortably, I feel I feel as an absolute win on the movie's part. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fine tightrope that they had to walk, but I think it pulled it off well enough. My one criticism, and this was my criticism when I first watched the movie was they could have gone harder and they could have done better with Ichigo's hair. And I know that seems to be a trend. Every live action, I have something to say about their hair. But literally, this is like the easiest hair to do because they already like started doing something with it. And it's not even just the bleach job, which first and foremost, they could have done stronger. But 
The fact they tried to add some weird highlight nonsense going on in here. See, that's the thing is Ichigo's hair is just like realistically dyed orange. Whereas, but it's not even orange. It just looks like Auburn with highlights. Well, like, yeah, like a real hair color orange is the thing, as opposed to other characters. As opposed <laughs> to Crayola crayon. Yeah, orange. yeah, which it's a choice. And then you get other characters where they're like, we can't let her be anime at all. And I'm like, yeah. OK, uh, yeah, we'll get to them in a bit if we ever get past where we are now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ichigo goes home after school, uh, Becker's with his family a little bit, get a little bit of that angst going. Yeah, you can sense that there is some tension in this family after the death of the mother, particularly with all the way with the way that all the kids sass the dad. Yeah, I think that's just inherent to being uh, a Kurosaki. They're just sassy people. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do love Ichigo's family. They it, it's very much the case where like his dad in particular, despite the fact that he doesn't really have that big of a part to play in the movie. And I think a lot of this owes to the performance. He has such a big personality that he feels like he has a presence in the film. Strange, mm-hmm. because I felt that they definitely... I, I agree with you, Jacob. He does have such a large personality, and I wish, honestly, they would brought that out more in the movie, mm-hmm. because he is notoriously, like, over-the-top, really intense not just by what he says, but how he how he is okay. just overly animated and overly dramatic about absolutely everything. Like to the point, yeah. To be fair, he is introduced into the movie by putting Ichigo in a headlock. Like <laughs> it was a very gentle headlock comparatively, though. I mean, from what he does in like the manga and in the anime, that is a very gentle <laughs> headlock. Yeah, so I think I think we have, actually, to say, we have to save throwing Ichigo around for the action climax. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and I mean, not for nothing. I think I think a, a sign that this is a really good adaptation is that I read that in his character, despite having no knowledge base of Ichigo's dad as a character. The fact that I pegged that that is that is the kind of character that he is, I think, is a good sign relative to the effort and skill put into making the movie mm-hmm. but, uh after that brief uh squabble with the family ichigo goes to his room ready to i don't know sulk and be a moody teenager i guess <laughs> what else are you gonna do <laughs> uh what but uh he is not alone in his bedroom uh there is a strange girl in a kimono with a sword you know typical hate yep. it when that happens <laughs> he's like god damn it another ghost okay i don't know what century you're from but get out of here and shut up there's a hollow coming what the fuck are you talking about? There's a monster coming, kid. <laughs> also, yeah, she, why can you see me? <laughs> she exercises another ghost. Uh, the performance of that guy was not great. <laughs> I don't know what he fine. was trying to convey. <laughs> he's a ghost who needs to be there for five minutes to get poked in the <laughs> yeah. head. It's fine. <laughs> he's he's basically a ascended extra. But this is uh, Rukia's introduction as uh, a hollow attacks uh, the Kurosaki home looking for some souls to eat. and. Uh, Attack is kind of light, <laughs> like yeah. It, okay, it rips it, open the. It demolishes a wall and kidnaps a little girl to fucking murder her. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's more. And by demolish, that means like an entire wall of their like house is gone. Mm-hmm. 
there there was a there was a sort of uh, a dark comedy bit of the hand coming in and grabbing the little girl like that was really that was well shot to be at once like uh the sisters have already endeared uh themselves to the audience by this point so they're like there's a bit of a horror element of her getting pulled out like that but it's also shot in a kind of like darkly funny way like i'm like that hand too is like really well CGI'd and like oh, yeah. it's dark and it's kind of foreboding. Mm-hmm. It's like it's part of like the reason why this like first couple of bits has like a completely different feel from the rest of the movie. Like mm-hmm. they were, it feels like they were going in a different direction and then scaled it back and then finished the movie. But because uh, we get to have a cool like knife fight with the the hollow, um, Rukia's fighting him and not doing mm-hmm. great because we need, uh, we need the plot needs to happen. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the plot needs to happen is definitely the tagline of this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ichigo's trying to help and save his little sister gets in the way Rukia gets beat up saving him and she's like ah damn it I have broken arm pain I gotta stab you with my sword to give you my power so you can fight it are you sure about that yes stab and uh, uh Ichigo kind of clowns on the hollow it's fair it's pretty cool it's got a rocking uh background track to it to some extent I feel like we we might be a bit uh might have been a bit remiss not to mention it um what like the first scene when it uh after the um, opening credits is a pretty nice martial arts action scene. And most of the action scenes in this movie are really, really good. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, like it's very much the case where it's like, set the bleach license aside. If you like action movies, this is absolutely something that you could just recommend to an action fan. I really enjoyed the choreography. Uh, It was well shot. It was well performed. The wire um, is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, in a lot of the in a lot of the more anime uh, fight scenes, the soundtrack was really, really good. I mean, it's no number one. <laughs> that's that's the that's the thing because every time Ichigo fought and they didn't have number one playing, I'm like, ah, because this is a movie and music licenses work differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some sacrifices need to be made. <laughs> Well, uh, by having an entirely different rock track as he uh, defeats the hollow uh, rather handily, uh, saving his family from the danger and uh, wakes up the next morning like, damn, that was a crazy dream. Oh, the wall of my house is still blown out. That's what she said. What? Okay. okay. (laughs) I mean, yes, women are also allowed to notice structural damage, and I'm not getting the innuendo here. (laughs) I said wall was blown out, Jay, not back. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, Ichigo uh, goes to school. Oh, we get uh, my favorite uh, running gag, which is um, one of the random classmates anytime a big anime action scene happens he's like yo did you hear what happened with ichigo at the center of it unfortunately he died killed instantly and no i'm i'm not dead i'm still here oh hey buddy i love this guy (laughs) what is his name he's like one of my favorite characters from this movie he is canonically in the series i do not remember his name it is on the tip of my tongue but yes he is a running gag character because like he's (laughs) he's the normie friend is is like his role in the story obviously but like i freaking love uh his performance uh again we watched the uh dubbed version the dub actor uh the dub voice actor was great and the performance of the japanese actor was spectacular too uh this is also where well we we kind of skimmed over the introduction of chad 
Chad uh, is the man. Chad is definitely in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, Chad, <laughs> so, Chad didn't so be sorry, he may. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't talk about it. Uh, well, you know what? I I wouldn't have even noticed Orihime was in this movie. There's a girl called Orihime. She does not look like Orihime at all. Yeah, she is not like Orihime. She is not my Orihime. She doesn't act like her. She doesn't look she doesn't like her. Look she, like looks, her. She, looks, she looks like a normal Japanese schoolgirl with like no discerning personality other than crush on the main character. Like, yeah, that she that is- she's in the movie and um. Oh, what's what's Ichigo's friend's name? Um, Did you seriously just ask who Ichigo's friend is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's Ichigo's friend? The the girl. You mean Rukia? Uh, Tatsuki. 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 Ah. Yeah, Tats- Tatsuki's also in this movie. Ah, <laughs> but like, there's Tatsuki a character like- with her name. <laughs> she no, she kind of looks like Tatsuki, or she acts like Tatsuki. This is the hair think- again. This movie, if I if I'm gonna lever one criticism, really didn't need all the characters it introduced. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, that was gonna be my critique of it. I think that his school friends, his his like normie friends, are fine. Um, like to some extent, they're definitely setting up Chad to like you know if this gets a sequel, you know, be more do important. the things he did in the anime, whatever that may be. Um, Nothing. But, like, uh, <laughs> he's, he's famously wasted in the manga as well well that, that's fair just from the context of this movie alone um i i felt that they were fine because i think that they work as like ichigo's ties to the normal world in that classic hero's journey cycle thing but like there is there is obviously it's like boy i recognize that character name they sure do exist in this movie like you know that's not lost on me either it's it's my main thing is not I wish they did more. My main thing is I see all the work they put into other characters for Orihime mm-hmm. with like how big she is in the manga to have to look like a background character. Is like, yeah. Why? There's also yeah. the kind of weird thing of like, it sure is weird that the male characters got defined and the two female characters are background NPCs, but whatever. Yeah. Bleach. <laughs> yeah. Look, we only had so much. Uh female character to go around for and it all had to go into rukia so yeah rukia also has a with what they do for hair or the other characters rukia's hair could be more on point but it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's fine the the point being uh they're in school and ichigo's like okay maybe i can just kind of brush all this off and then uh, rukia is there like just uh having appeared out of nowhere enrolled in the school and uh uh, pulls a little uh, stunt to get him away from uh, the rest of the class. So she can be like, okay, give me my powers back. He tries to stab her with a sword to and do that's that. Actually, that's actually work. a uh, what sh- the stunt she pulls is actually a plot point. And I love the stunts that she pulls to uh, uh, get Ichigo away from people. Uh, the the first one is the only one that has an impact later in the movie, but uh, she uh, uh, she writes in one of his textbooks, uh, if you make a scene, you die. Mm-hmm. He he tries to uh, uh, stab her, uh, stab her, her powers back, but it doesn't work. It does uh, not work. And Rukia determines it's because uh, despite having abnormally high spiritual pressure for a human, allowing him to see ghosts and uh, soul reapers and horrors and whatnot, he actually doesn't have enough spiritual pressure to survive transferring her powers back. And... Uh, <laughs> So Rukia makes the executive decision that they're going to fix that. Ichigo is not pleased with this decision. (laughs) I really like their uh, dynamic. Rukia is just trying desperately to uh, get him to 
accept the call to adventure and uh look you only need to accept the call uh to adventure long enough for uh me to get my powers back can you do that for me no piss off (laughs) i don't care but he actually cares immensely which is a fun little character thing because uh despite how much he will loudly proclaim that he does not want anything to do with this nonsense uh Ichigo is very quick to uh, leap to the defense of others. He has a very innocuous line in the middle of the movie. Uh, it's not quite here yet. It's a little bit uh, uh, after this point, but he says uh, something to the effect of, I'm not uh, such a good person that I'd die for a stranger, but I'm also uh, not such a cold person that I could uh, uh, not help someone in need, which yeah. is really really great character moment especially in in the sense that uh it is it is something that is being told to the audience whilst ichigo as a character is also showing this to be true yes he's not a monster he'll always help people who are in need but by golly he's not going to go out and search for it (laughs) Mm -hmm. which fair honestly (laughs) indeed here we enter uh, a bit of an exposition and training montage uh segment as uh Ichigo is half-assedly doing his Soul Reaper training. Uh, we cut back to uh, the Soul Society, where mysterious figures in the shadows are like, uh, are wondering why Rukia hasn't come back from her mission yet. You don't think it's because she gave her powers over to a human, do you? Uh, that'd be stupid. That would be breaking the code, and we'd immediately execute her for it. Okay, gl- so uh, stakes established. I'm glad this is the only thing she could have possibly been doing in the human world. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. my number one concern. We're also expositioning this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. The plot is happening. Let's move on. <laughs> this is all we can think of that she might be doing. <laughs> I think it's I think it's um, supposedly like a rumor that they had heard. And that's the reason for justifying it. But it is it is justifying it to move the plot along. There, There is the element of. Uh, uh, fitting uh, something that's long form content into the space of a movie does require these sorts of things on, from time to time. <laughs> we get wacky training montages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's mostly just Rukia shooting Ichigo with a baseball launcher, other nonsense that's just nonsense. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I'm a brand for Rukia, so it's like. <laughs> it's decently I, character informing yeah. filler for the middle for the mid part of the movie i found i found it incredibly charming personally mm-hmm. yeah it was fun there's also a little bit where um one of ichigo's classmates who i believe only says his name once which is why i immediately forgot it uh so thank you wikipedia for informing me his name is ishida <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ududu? yeah Ududu is the quincy yes i am talking about him Yes, he is also very easy to cast. Um, again, hair-wise, very, very <laughs> yeah. own brand. Ishida is one of like the few people who looks like a normal person in Bleach. So he's just like, I am a <laughs> normal Japanese nerd. Yeah, super easy to cast. Yeah. Uh, also, Renji he- showed up briefly to fight, and that's what uh, Uryu breaks up. Yes. Yeah, he he squared off with Ichigo for a while, uh, trying to interrogate him about where where Rukia is, and Ichigo is just being obstinate about it. Yeah, and this is actually this is actually the point where I felt like there were too many characters because this section of the movie got a little bit proper nowny. Um, I <laughs> feel like I feel like they could have um, uh, taken Uryu out. Because you don't really, strictly speaking, need him for the final action scene. And he does kind of get written out of the final action scene in the middle of it. Um, 
And like, I feel like I feel like focusing more on the Soul Reaper Society to introduce it to a new audience would have been the better call. But even with that said, he's a good character. I liked him and it didn't make the movie like hard to comprehend for me. I just feel like it would have been a little bit cleaner. It, it definitely a- didn't need. Hey, these are what Quincy's are. Quincy's fought the Soul Reapers and were exterminated by them. Is that going to come up in this movie at all no not really yeah so so we'll get one comment from a soul reaper who does a violence later if if anything what it does is it seems to make the entire extermination of his people not that big a deal to (laughs) over basically nothing um I mean, like this movie is actually really good about doing the whole we're leaving it open enough for a potential sequel should it it really does feel like here's a character that we need to throw in in case we don't get the sequel. <laughs> like, <laughs> and from a from a writing perspective, that is a critique I have for because it, it did it did feel like this was completely unnecessary. It didn't really do anything. It's, um, it's so you can get the picture of Uryu on the poster. Oh Basically, yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't add anything to the plot. There is no character arc. I say that technically he does have a character arc. I just think it's stupid because he forgives the genocide of his people for seemingly no reason. Yeah, it's no, very I, speed run. He 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 functionally has his character arc off screen and that's the problem. Yeah. You know, and he feels like an extraneous character because he is an extraneous character mm-hmm. in in so far as just this movie. In a movie that has a lot of characters, he feels like an unnecessary one, which is the problem like yeah yeah he shows up to say ichigo i will uh fight you one day because the soul reapers destroyed the quincy's okay uh you know i'm not a soul reaper right (laughs) you know i don't want you know you know i'm just a temp right no now i'm going to summon a bunch of horrors to convince you to fight yeah hold on he's not even a temp soul reaper in this he actively refuses the classification like yeah. Hey, Wait, take the I, Soul Reaper oath. No. No, actually, yeah, we're we're just I getting love that to that moment. <laughs> because um Uria uses Ishida uh uses some coin thing that he throws into the clouds and it summons a bunch of hollows, I guess. And so that uh Ichigo will be forced to fight. Yeah, hold on, and- hold on. The fact he has this thing that just summons a bunch of hollows, which we've established in the movies version of the universe, actively, constantly cause like widespread destruction. Yeah, yeah, that comes to the separation between Soul Reapers and Quincy's because they have a they have a full on different philosophy for what to do with souls. So whereas like Soul Reapers are like destroy destroy um, souls. Um, destroy destroy hollows like the Quincy's hollows are still bad but they have a more like black and white view for souls I guess if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense for soul reapers like they other take way around to- Quincy's destroy hollows and the souls they used to be soul reapers purify the souls yeah in yeah. Other, yeah so they take them back to soul society and like do Wh- the whole which is a thing the movie says the, yeah. yeah, the movie mentions that. <laughs> yeah, the movie mentions that in passing, but it doesn't impact any of you um, took him out of the movie and spent the time to actually discuss like what the Soul Reaper code even is, because like the Soul Reaper code is, is mentioned in passing multiple times. But we never 
get any of it really yeah um, but i mean that's that's the meat of the dichotomy between like quincy's and soul reavers like why are why don't they get along they have very strong differences. Yeah, actually, I I think I mentioned this to Sam. Uh, it, it it's very much the case where like I'm sure that the that the Bleach fans were like very happy to see this character, but he doesn't really fit in this movie proper. Mm-hmm. Um, still a fun but, character, and I I liked him for what he was. It's just eh. indeed. This is actually the point where we get the character moment of Ichigo like doing that like character stating moment, and then he proceeds to show the thing he was telling that the script was telling mm-hmm. i will say this is also the weakest action scene in my opinion because like diegetically he's not really fully trained yet but they also do a lot to like not have the sword in frame <laughs> like it, it, it seems really <laughs> awkward the way he's you know wheeling around the the comically large anime sword yeah uh it Ichigo goes to deal with well Rukia drags Ichigo off to go deal with the hollows that were uh summoned and I guess she is just like okay bye I love his body face planting every time she pulls his uh yeah. soul out of him yeah and he goes and he's squaring off against one of the some hollow for some reason Rukia makes a point of like you have to take the oath man screw your yeah, oath I have no idea what this is about there's a like child actively being chased to be killed by a hollow. And she's like, Nope, can't start saving him until you recite the oath. He's just like, no, what? No. And then he, and then he goes your oath. And then he goes off and fights the giant spider. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that scene for Ichigo's character. It's, it's great. Everything about that is great for the character. It's great for Ichigo's character. I have no idea what it's doing for Rukia's character. Yeah, that's fair. Because even within this movie, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, because Rukia's not strictly by the book because she did what she did to Ichigo. Like, it's... Which is apparently a massive sin yeah. or something. So I I don't know. The point is they they fight this thing. I believe it's uh, before Ichigo can destroy this hollow. Um, what's his name? Reiji. That's his name, right? Renji. 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 Yes, Renji shows up and uh, destroys it. And then he's like, and then he just he's like, hey, <laughs> Uh, Rukia, you're going to take your powers back or do I need to kill this uh, human for you? I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Too bad. And he beats the piss out of Ichigo. Does he uh, does he unleash his Zanpakuto in this fight or is it the next one? It's the next one. OK, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, yeah. this hollow looked really cool. I, I sure hope they aren't running out of special effects budget for other things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he beats up Ichigo, and Rukia's like, look, I I really want to take my powers back, but it'll kill him if I do that. Why? Literally, why do you care? It's just, you know, I mean... And while Rukia's stalling on this point of morality, um, her older brother, adoptive older brother, I think they make a point of saying... The adoptive older brother of both her and Renji in this movie, yeah. apparently. Which yes. makes things creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. But uh, he shows up and says, look, I'm gonna give you until the moon is full, and if you don't do it by then, I am uh, going to kill the human and also you, because you did a really bad thing. So, uh, good luck with that. And now we have a deadline. Now, now we can do the training montage in earnest. 
it again it, it's very much the case of like uh this is this is charming this is endearing me to the characters but there's not like a lot of like hard plot to address mm-hmm. and then they go to my favorite minor thing i've seen in this entire movie they eat at rob's burgers <laughs> the crispy bacon cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> i do love rob's burgers it's just they just have an entire scene where it's just crispy bacon cheeseburger is in the center of the shot the entire time. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> to the point I thought I'd miss something. And this was McDonald's product placement. But then at the last minute, they're like, we got to edit it to something else. They they pulled out at the last minute. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh. So in the midst of this uh, training montage, uh, we get some more explanation of uh, ostensibly why Rukia was in the human world in the first place. Apparently, the hollow that she fought the night that she met Ichigo was just kind of an incidental thing. She wasn't there for that. She was there for the Grand Fisher, a hollow that's been on the loose for like five decades and has been incredibly elusive and difficult to uh, destroy. Uh, and the only information they have is that uh, it seeks out people with strong spiritual energy, so prob- it's probably interested in Ichigo. And also, it uh, before it became a hollow, its uh, spiritual form was that of a it was the ghost of a young girl. Wait a second, mm-hmm. a young girl, and it's been a hollow for fifty years. Gonna rack my Sherlock Holmes brain here. (laughs) The second my mom died when I saw a young girl go, no, this just became personal. And I'm like, oh, God, actual line. This just became personal. I thought it was cool. But, you know, at this point, I'm just bought into the cheese. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in Sam's camp with that one. (laughs) And so we get a third quick training montage where Ichigo is even more motivated than he was before. I did not feel like they needed the third training montage. (laughs) I felt that that dipped a little too much into the well. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, it has some decent moments of Ichigo and Rukia bonding, like he teaches her to high five as a celebration. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're becoming friends. I wonder what uh, Rukia was reading in all those scenes. Maybe it was the uh, the critically acclaimed manga Tide Pods. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know I saw um, Ichigo has a bunch of bleach manga volumes on his shelf at home, so... Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. only he was able to read, he would have known how to handle this entire thing. <laughs> He'd have known the plot. Yeah. Well, actually, pro- probably not. But <laughs> I mean, this this movie is no Dragon Ball Evolution, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they uh, believe that Ichigo is uh, finally strong enough to fight the Grand Fisher. Unfortunately, their timeline is up. It's the full moon. And Ruki is like, wait, what if, what if he killed the Grand Fisher and then gave my powers back? You'd let him live then, right? Yeah, sure. We'll do that. We're going to, we're going to let him try out the Grand Fisher, die, and then you're going to kill Rukia. You got a boss. Yeah, sure. We'll totally let him live if he pulls that off. Good luck. Yeah, it's a it, uh, this is another case where there's a uh, a good character scene of of showing how far Ichigo is willing to go for the people he cares about. Um, they sort mm-hmm. of set up a, a Renji betrays. Uh, What's his um, face? Byakuya. 
uh yeah Biakia. um they they sort of set up a renji betrays Biakia plot line that never really comes to fruition yeah. um they that's kind of this movie's tagline though is they set up plot lines that they might pick up at some point <laughs> like yeah and then somehow they get to the next scene um yeah, is it literally oh, but- they go home and then wake up to find, oh, right, it's my mom's Memorial Day. Oh, geez, we got to go have a picnic. Basically, like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know why they would plan the ambush for the for the picnic. I think it's literally Ichigo forgot and it was happening anyway. So it has to be then. I yeah, guess. sure. Whatever. We just need the plot to happen. Can anyone remember better than me? Because I, I think that might just be what happens. Hmm. Um, OK, it doesn't sound like any of us can remember. So, yeah, that's probably exactly <laughs> what yeah. ha- it, the plot literally just goes. OK, time to ambush now. Yeah, we're going to do the. We're going to do the memorial and also we're going to fit a fight scene in because we only got like 40 minutes left in the movie. Yeah, there is there is a level of uh uh <laughs> we're we're a movie. We need to we need to have Let's a plot move, move at a certain pace. Also, so. uh, the, the the blatant character assassination of Ichigo's dad in this scene is uh he's normally such a good father. This is um <laughs> oh, yeah, this is not true. great. <laughs> This is so weird to me. Okay, so they're all walking up the hill to the graveyard. And then Ichigo's sisters complain about being tired and thirsty. So they're like, big brother, go get us a drink from the vending machine at the bottom of the hill. And Ichigo's like, okay, he runs off. Okay, Rukia, is the monster here yet? No, it's not here yet. Uh, Cut to... Somehow dad has made it to the grave and is having a beer after offering one to the mom. Yeah, like it's mainly the the framing of these shots doesn't make any sense because mm -hmm. like the location Ichigo's dad is in is not at all the same location his daughters are in. And I'm just wondering how he allowed his children to be that far behind him. Yeah, they are that far behind him. They either wandered off the trail or somehow the Grand Fisher got between dad and little sisters but the grand fisher uh pulls uh the shining on them <laughs> and like actively attacking his daughters meanwhile my man does not notice until he has finished his beer that his family is not there and i'm like oh geez hey, where, where are those darn kids <laughs> it's like dude they were on your heels how did you lose them <laughs> uh, uh. So for a minute there, we're kind of worried that the girls are going to are like in danger. Then Ichigo shows up and cuts them free and then fight with the big monster. And then Grand Fisher fight, who is maybe a plant, maybe a wild animal. Nobody knows in the movie. He is a whirling mass of green furry tentacles. Yes. I I write him. I write him as a plant monster. Some sort of weird, weird vine thing. Yeah, something like that. It's it's definitely a furry, like maybe a fern texture or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He looks pretty good in this scene where he's under like a shaded canopy. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the next scene. (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, you know, cut to the uh, soul reapers who are like, ooh, I guess the fight started. Well, better get ready to go uh, recover the body. And then cut to, they're in the city now. Ichigo, <laughs> I guess Ichigo, 
ran down the giant hill, I guess, into the center of town to fight this thing that can affect yeah, I, physical objects. I did. I did note it was weird that Ichigo was in the middle of the city there. There there. I, I almost feel like maybe there was a scene missed where he was specifically chased into like like he had to go into the, the city for they, some reason. They must have cut like fighting and getting knocked down the hill or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, there hmm. had to have been a there had to have been uh, a brief scene cut of which, uh, which him I'm wondering getting the city. If so much in this movie, why would you cut the Grand Fisher fight scenes? Seems like other things could not be in it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have addressed this issue, so we'll continue um, addressing it because um, <laughs> no. Uh, then we get the fight with Grand Fisher in the middle of. The crowded, crowded, <laughs> everyone immediately disappears and it's just. Yeah, people are, well, people are fleeing because the, they can't see the anime fight. It's just a whole lot of wind and stuff getting knocked over and exploding. Yeah. And then Grand Fisher gets a kind of humanoid. It's not, it's more like goblinoid body, like it's weird extended arms and everything. Mm-hmm. But then it's also kind of just a tornado of green tentacles. What? Yeah. My favorite part was when Ichigo got uh, thrown through the wall of Rob's Burgers. And yeah. at some point at, uh, where all of his uh, friends, I suppose, are <laughs> like literally his entire class is in there for some reason. I guess they were just having lunch or something. I, I guess it was Sunday. So Wait, hold yeah. on. It was Sunday and they're all in school uniforms. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, the, costume, the costuming department only had so much budget. Gotta yeah. go to cram school. Yep. <laughs> no, but yes. Would you do that in your uniform? That's the thing. No, actually, typically you do have a day off and it is on Sundays. Regardless, uh, he crashes through the window um, and then a sign is thrown after him and he takes his Zanpakuto, slices it in half, except in such a way that if anything, he was going to cause more collateral damage. Yeah. (laughs) Conveniently, Chad has superpowers. Yeah, because Chad is able to catch one of the halves of the sign, the sign piece, I yeah. guess. And this movie perfectly encapsulates how Chad gets screwed over in Bleach. Because despite the fact Chad caught a giant piece of steel and saved all his classmates' lives, what someone goes is, Ichigo? Huh? Ichigo was here? <gasps> Ichigo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being your savior. Yeah, they, they sense Ichigo's presence i guess <laughs> but uh it's mostly chad and Orihime that are able to sense ichigo's presence and everyone else is like huh what are you talking about there's no one there yeah but, and it's it's pretty heavily implied they then proceed to clear the area well uh, chad chad get tells everybody to get the hell out so yeah <laughs> yeah because that, that that's that's like literally in the scene but also the civilians are are cleared by that point and uh mm-hmm. just because of the just because of the filmic weight that they put on that i sort of uh again this is like the 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 mundane friends supporting in their mundane way of getting all of the collateral damage out of the way getting all the squishies out of the way then they continue fighting the grand fisher in the center of town he looks less good in direct sunlight <laughs> yeah um, they they re- they they had a good thing going with the hollows uh at night they look amazing and mm-hmm. um the more daylight in, they add the less amazing in, they look yeah in daylight the movie begins to show its uh budget 
I enjoyed the fight scene, even though, yeah, it doesn't look that great. It, it like I I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like a, a plant monster. It looks like a mass of green lines, but like it's I can serviceable. I can, I can tell what it's doing is I, the important. I part. liked the Grand Fisher fight. I just think his model. I, I would have preferred Isn't, they stayed in the canopy. Because that yeah. also would have made more sense, but I yeah no yeah. I yeah I agree with that assessment. Ishida shows up just long enough to be like, I guess we're allies now. Ichigo, yeah, he, uh, he doesn't end up helping. <laughs> like, I'm to- I'm totally plot relevant, so all of my scenes were necessary. They really shoots, weren't. He shoots Grand Fisher in one of its eyes, which distracts it long enough for Ichigo to slam it in the head with his sword and kill it so uh, i guess could have been uh, literally anybody else that did that but whatever and then he this proceeds is- to immediately get stabbed and he is no longer <laughs> in this movie yeah. he's, he's stabbed in such a way he should be dead yeah it was yeah. like a heart shot from behind well wrong side of the body but oh yeah yeah wait hold on it, it's still through a lung yeah it's through his right lung so like it's yep. a it's ridiculously graphic compared to all other violence in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, But this is done by uh, Renji, who is uh, ordered to uh, kill them, uh, kill both Ichigo and Rukia, who is there. She's there. I I was about to say Renji's ordered to kill both of them, and that may be true. Um, He proceeds to just shout what is the equivalent of human slurs at... (laughs) Yeah. Um, not, as he stabbed him like yeah I hate living people especially Quincy's are the worst oh they're like getting Quincy blood on, is the wor- on it is the worst thing that can happen to a sword oh I'm glad this piece of garbage is dead I'm like Renji what why why is this your <laughs> only characterization other than being Rukia's adoptive brother I guess sure <laughs> he's just human racist I guess <laughs> it's literally it's like they want you to know he's not doing this just to follow orders. He's also doing it because he very much believes in the mission. I'm like, that's a bold, bold choice here. OK, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rukia tries to convince Ichigo to leave. He's like, no, I'm having a character arc about uh, protecting people. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, fight to save you. Uh, cool anime fight starts. Uh, cool might be a bit of a stretch but it, it's a it's a pretty it's a fun enough fight oh I, I i really like this one yeah it's fun up until it's at least for me it was fun up until they decide to show they have run out of cgi budget um, <laughs> yeah when uh, renji does his zanpak toe release it becomes a stretchy whip that um then is he basically does the special effects thing of he moves in a direction and a piece of the set moves in response from getting hit. Mm. And yeah, Ichigo and the, dodges whips. Yeah, mm. and it, it's on a mat layer. Yeah, <laughs> it's obviously on a mat layer. Yeah, yes. it, it does like not respect the, the lighting of the scene. Like it's uh, it's like the way it's designed, you'd expect like like chains in the middle of it and maybe like teeth uh, um, to hold the bits together but no it's just kind of stretched like gumby it's very anime accurate and i wish they hadn't (laughs) yeah and i mean like to to a large extent that sort of goes into the whole uh because the because the sword that ichigo has had for the entire movie is not the is not the same absurd size that um 
the anime sword is. It's it's comically large, which is why I think it's a good thing that the movie sort of uh, took a took a turn into the more anime esque. Um, Renji shows what would have happened if they'd gone even further. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, Renji's fight gets cut short. Uh, As does his sword. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, well, Ichigo gets thrown into a bunch of cars. Renji throws another car at him. They all explode. They all explode. It was <laughs> hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> well, looks like I just killed your little boyfriend, huh, Rukia? Ichigo steps out of the fire. The fuck you say to me? <laughs> I love his I love his line. He says, um, he says, uh, you know, I just realized something. I don't think I'm losing to you. I don't think I'm losing to your sorry ass. Yeah, yeah, it's a losing to your sorry ass. That's a guy like that line. Uh, and then Biakuya, who's been watching this and thing the entire time, is like, well, good thing this always could have been two on one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, he tells uh Renji to step aside after his sword gets cut short and uh he then does the Iido thing and uh, Ichigo falls over. Ichigo stands up. There's like a full 90 second dramatic slow-mo of Ichigo's struggle walking to rising music only to get cut again. I, uh, I, I get what the movie is going for, but it just goes on too long. <laughs> it goes on too long for sequel bait that mm-hmm. kind of... <sighs> Now, my it, favorite part it, is it kind of ruins the, the conclusion of the movie for me a little, like a little bit. Because <laughs> you, you kill Grand Fisher, which is the arc, but mm-hmm. my I'm favorite sorry, part say, is the, oh, hold on, so I'll cut. I'll cut you off one more time. Okay, cool. Rule of three, just like the movie likes doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he cuts Ichigo one more time, he puts a sword away. He's like, okay, now. Finally, it's over. We're leaving. I'm going to go get my little sister executed now. And Ichigo grabs his cloak. Hey, I ain't hear no bell. (laughs) And it's at this point that Rukia, I guess, has what she thinks is an appropriate enough excuse to intervene as she uh, kicks Ichigo away from the death blow that was the like fourth death blow that was incoming. And it's like, how dare you touch my brother's cloak, you filthy human, bro. I'm totally sorry. Uh, I am now also human racist and should have always been. Uh, please forgive me. And he does. And Ichigo and she give uh, she takes the powers back from Ichigo, which will wipe his memory, she says. Um, and I will say I will let say, him live. Well, here, here's the thing, because I think that this is, a, uh, again, real props to the movie. The the actor who's uh, um, the actor who's playing Byakuya does a really good job here because like you can absolutely read the grudging respect on his face. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of know what Rookie is. Now, but like. That kid really, really showed gumption, and I'm gonna let him have this one. No, hundred percent. That's definitely how you're supposed to take it too. Is Biaki is very yeah. clearly. I understand you're lying to me, but this is the exact level of keeping up appearances I fucking needed from you. So thanks, cool, we're good. Like mm-hmm. I need to be able to go back to my superiors. You, you're getting your powers back, which was the whole problem in the first place. Problem solved. Like. Yeah. And I, I, I do like the I do like the subtle respect he he shows to each go because uh, that is kind of the point of the scene. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I am ragging on the movie a little bit. I will continue uh, ragging on the movie. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think the actors did a genuinely good job. I'm I'm just having some fun. The, with the actors expense. are not my problem with this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it the finishing and the special effects? It's the special effects. It's a lot of the writing, but not all of the writing. Um, the special effects are actually a big wardrobe. Also, a little bit. I think they yeah. they went uh, too cartoony in aspects. Mm. Um, and basically every extra. Yeah. So you know, what? extras are actors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's also uh, the actors. But uh, Ichigo wakes up from after this uh, fight. He can't really remember anything. Uh, he goes and has a. Mm, normal morning and begins his day at school the rule of three him dying the him dying joke again <laughs> i do like that ichigo cuts off the rule of threes like don't do it again oh, hey, it's buddy. not funny anymore <laughs> <laughs> which which him lampshading is actually the funniest part but uh and rukia is uh providing the narration talking about how uh Despite all of this, despite the big mess that she caused, she doesn't regret any of it because she made a friend. And uh, even though Ichigo doesn't remember her, she'll always remember him. And uh, all uh, knowledge of her has been wiped from their memory. I think. As, and then uh, he opens a, a, the textbook to the make a scene and you die message. Note, which yeah. is pretty cute. I liked that. Yeah. It's that obvious is- sequel bait, but at least it's cute sequel bait. Well, and I mean, like, here's the thing. It's not like it's not like Envy turn like Envy's body turning into the chameleon and crawling away that basically demands that there's going to be another movie. That's that's very much a like you could you could read that as, you know, Ichigo never gets involved in supernatural shit again. And he just has the memory of this experience that he had for the rest of his life. You can read it that way. I also came into this like, you know, functionally blind on bleach and uh i did like that in the sense that that doesn't there were there were the extra characters that felt like they were setting up things that didn't get paid off but like on the whole this told a single story and you can leave it at that mm-hmm. yeah you you get ichigo's character growth where he starts the movie feeling guilty about his mother's death um then he gets the twofold redemption from that where his father just tells him as a normal person hey you were a kid it's my if anything, it's my fault. I'm the parent. You were a child. You were not responsible for anything. It's my job to look out for you. Stop beating yourself up over it. And then it's also twofold. He literally avenges his mother's death by like killing mm-hmm. the thing that killed her. Mm-hmm. And then he fights Renji and Biakia. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause. No, because that's a, well, no, that that also ties into the same idea, because um, killing Grand Fisher was catharsis for losing his mother. But it didn't have anything to do with the whole like the the ending fight with the other uh, Soul Reapers. The important element there is he is defending Rukia. Now he is someone with power and can defend someone. And that's the reason why that ties into this movie story like because i don't feel like that's extraneous like the like the ending fight i feel like that very much is the capstone to ichigo's character he had the power to defend someone now and he succeeded the moral is he gives up that power and he was here's the thing because he was already defending people without it so it's not like he needed that motivation to be a hero on his own he gave up that power against his will though (laughs) like rukia took it back from him i mean kind of yeah but like 
I, I see it. I see it in the, in the sense that like, um, like, cause the, the big element that, um, that was like Ichigo's like block when it came to, um, uh, like the thing with his mother and not like not understanding, like it's the parent's job to defend the child. Like he was thinking about it in the in the like fighty action sense where the way that he defended uh, Rukia was he gave her an out to the bad situation she was in. It's mm. not a power thing in that case. And that's that's sort of like the capstone where, um, you know, he can he can move on with his life from there, whether the whether the adventures he goes on for the rest of his life are supernatural or not. And that's why I don't feel it's very sequel baity. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is very sequel baity, but like I, I'm, I'm sure someone who knows Bleach could probably point to a lot of elements that are like this is from that plot arc. But like as someone who doesn't know it, I felt like it told a a really good, really you know singular story. Uh, the big one for me was uh, Uryu. It was the only character I felt like really just did not need to be there. I mean Chad. Um, Chad also no. didn't need to be there. Yeah. No, because I because I feel like in the context of the movie that that was part of Ichigo's cool. mundane I, life. That he just has unexplained super strength. Yeah, the, him catching the sign, but like that's a that's a single moment in in the breadth of the movie. I mean, that's like, like the only scene he has, other than the first scene where he's just like, "That's Chad. He's half Mexican. Like <laughs> he's he gets strong. introduced, and yeah, I I feel I feel Is he's it? a good flavor character. I think I think I enjoyed the uh. The minor part he was in, he was uh, just a minor character, but uh, I liked him. Indeed, but yeah, that's uh, that's the live action uh, Ichigo movie or Ichigo. Yeah, Bleach it's, movie. A, it's a live action Ichigo one hundred percent movie. movie. Oh that would never be able to be made. I also don't think the manga could be reprinted at this point. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like second time watching this, I realize why there was not a sequel. I feel, though, that there were a lot of, as everyone has already hinted at, there were a lot of plot elements that it, it falls into the trap where they where they have this budget to do a first live action and they don't really know if they'll get greenlit for a second one. So they're like, I don't know, we'll just pile on as many plot elements to kind of cater to like Bleach fans or whatever as mm-hmm. we can, hoping that we'll eventually be able to come back and then... Uh, as we explored with other series, they'll, you know, allocate their budget more efficiently and have a more cohesive plot. But in the interim, we'll just pour everything in here and hope it sticks. Yeah, I will say I personally feel this movie did a better job of that than Full Metal Alchemist did. Oh, yeah, okay. that's okay. what so- anything could do better than Full Metal Alchemist here. <laughs> that was objectively a garbage. trash fire. Both yeah. times um, we've watched it, like... It it did better than actually just cra- than actually just face planting into a spike <laughs> pen. Um, but I do think that like the bar is extremely low. Clearing it should not be a surprise. But I also mm. think it cleared it comfortably. You know, I, I I really do feel like as someone who didn't who doesn't know any of the bleach plot points, like this is the first time I've seen the first arc actually like play out in order. Um, I, I felt that they did a good job of uh, introducing the series to new audiences in addition to catering to the oh. fans. Jacob, what I, I will point out, though, is you also said you liked the cheesy animeness of it. Mm. So I, I want you to acknowledge what you're saying you enjoyed about this movie is that you are someone who hasn't seen Bleach but likes anime and it hit a bunch of niches for you. My point of view on this is like, 
it wasn't really for Bleach fans, but also I think like the cheesy animeness it would like turn you off from like being a casual audience member. So my kind of entire time watching this, I'm wondering who this movie is for. And you have informed me it's anime fans who haven't seen Bleach. Huh. I'm just wondering how much of a niche that is. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think that that's honestly, that's a really good niche for live action anime movies. I, I think that's something that they should try to do because uh, there there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of classics out there that people haven't, you know, gotten to yet. And, you know, seeing, a, oh, this is getting a live action. Let me see if this has the vibe I want, you know. And since this, uh, as as I understand it, didn't fail at the bleach vibe, I think that that makes it a really good adaptation. I just find it very hard to believe. I don't know. I just buy differently. For instance, I don't, if I hear of a franchise and I hear it has a live action, I go watch the anime. I don't watch the live action. And that's just from being disappointed by live action time well, and time yeah, again. I, there, is a, there, is a, there is a huge factor in all of this, the element of uh, because live action adaptations of anime has ha- been so consistently terrible, it's a bit of a poisoned well. Uh, the, the fact that this is an exception to that rule is, is also its own notable element. Um, Which, if you haven't watched Bleach, you ap- absolutely should, because all of the OPs slap. Yeah. Still do. Uh, Sam, you got any you got any opinions on it? I think we heard Jay and uh, Jacob's take. I think uh I think uh, it was a fun uh little romp. I definitely don't feel like I wasted my time with it or anything. Uh you know, I think I also want to uh I'm pretty sure I said this uh for Burn the Witch as well, but it, it does make me want to uh you know, give the anime another try or maybe the manga. The manga's on the Shonen Jump app, right? Do I have the Shonen Jump. Do yeah, it. A, don't do it. Um, <laughs> I got the freaking the freaking Shonen Jump app. Let's, let's just read it on it, that. It, it is it is one ninety nine a month for all the manga you could possibly want. Um, but I'm not doing it this month because it's no read November, baby. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess just my takeaway is uh, I don't know. For me, this stro- strode the line of like being a direct adaptation of a lot of things. And then what it did uniquely, it kind of did in a more boring way. So watching Mm -hmm. it, I'm just kind of like, this is cool. I wish you'd done something unique. Like I, I'm the kind of person who wanted this to be the Netflix death note adaptation though. Like Mm. that was interesting. Mm. This, this is very much, Hey, here's bleach, but not quite. And it, I don't know. My, I loved the beginning with like kind of the dark overtone. The hollows looked amazing, and then I kind of mm-hmm. just felt my interest waiting to the point, like in the final battle, I'm just like, "Cool, Grand Fisher's dead. Oh, there's there is 25 more minutes in this movie. Why? Um, <laughs> and then, and then I found out it was mostly Biakio, which is a uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all right. Uh, as always, we are the Over Manga Cast. If you like what you heard or want to go check out our more structured episodes that aren't during <laughs> um, the month where we can't read things, uh, you can find us at Over Manga Cast on Twitter, uh, Over Manga Cast on any podcatcher of your choice. And as always, we love reviews in any shape and form. You can give them text or not or you can email us overmongacast at gmail.com or go to overmongacast.com and there's a nice little comment section on the bottom there you can just send them directly to us absolutely 
and uh, we are continuing our No Read November uh, next week with another live action one. And uh, and we are going to be watching Aelita Battle Angel. Oh, wait, seriously? Yes, that's that's what the schedule says. Oh, God, the <laughs> eyes. Why? <laughs> Why do we uh, let Hollywood do things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, in. I, for yeah. one, am looking forward to it because I heard good things about that movie. I don't like the pun, Jacob. <laughs> well, too bad. It now exists in the universe. <laughs> uh, see you next Thursday, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Death can't come soon enough. <laughs> <laughs>